What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. But don't go asking questions. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for bearing with me the past little bit on this podcast because I know I haven't had a guest in a while. Um, I'm currently in my little recording room that is also an office and a music room, and it is covered in vintage clothing. It looks like the year 2002 threw up and forgot to clean it up. It got too drunk at the party, it threw up in my music room, and then it just left with Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. <laughs> And it is, um, it is a wreck in here. And I also have like all the moving stuff. So, um, there's no place for me to have a guest over to record this. Um, but in LA, I have a very fancy studio at the iHeart studios that I can use, which is fun. Um, so I'm just in this transitional phase and it is just insane. The move is three weeks away. That's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, my side hustle has sort of become my main hustle while I'm getting, money together to move because uh turns out it's very expensive to move across the country i kind of forgot i don't think i brought yeah i just moved down in a car when i moved from maine to nashville and i bought all my furniture here because i didn't really have anything but now i'm old enough that i have furniture that i'm attached to and just more i mean think about how many things you've probably accumulated from 18 years old on like i have so many more things that are important to me i have so many more guitars so the the whole putting everything in a Chevy Impala is not going to cut it this time. So I've been thinking more about money, and um, I thought I would give you guys some advice from somebody who's not qualified to give it. How does that sound? <laughs> so I grew up to like two... Um, well, it's so weird. My dad has a very interesting relationship with money. My mom does as well, but I grew up with not a whole lot. Like when I was born... I lived in like a basement apartment of somebody's house, apparently. I don't remember it, but that's what I did. And my mom didn't have a job for a really long time. She was on full disability. And now she works, but she has like limited hours she can work while still remaining on disability. And 
we got a lot of government assistance because she was a single mom. And then my dad, um, he's had money at various points, but he doesn't like believe in banks. Like he knows they exist, but he doesn't believe in them morally. Like they, um, I don't really get it, but he'll frequently have just like large chunks of money hidden in like the floorboards and stuff. And so that's his bank, um, which is really bad when your house is burnt down twice. So I distinctly remember going to, so one time like my house got on fire when I was like two and a half and then it burnt down when I was nine. So the first time like there was damage and all that, but most things survived except my sister's bedroom. Um, and then the second time the entire house was gone and like, it was so scary. But, um, so that time I remember going by with my dad and like, he was like looking for money on the floorboards and I was like, what the fuck? And he ended up finding some, which is crazy. But I'm like, why didn't you put that in the fireproof safes? It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. So basically like nobody was going to teach me about money. <laughs> um, I was going to have to learn it on my own. And I, I knew that when I got older and I needed to like get a cell phone and get, um, you know, a car payment or get a credit card. Like no one was going to be able to co-sign for me, which I'm, I'm assuming you guys probably all know what that is, but like co-signing is just when somebody else signs up their credit to like yours. So if you don't pay, then they get stuck paying legally. Um, and you might have penalties on your credit for that, but they'll also like, they'll just be forced to pay it off in order to not have penalties on their credit. So there was no way that my parents were going to get approved for things. My dad doesn't even have a credit card, and I don't think he ever has had one, which is mind-blowing. And I'd also like to clarify that the large sums of cash in my dad's floor were not drug-related. I do know that for a fact. Um, he sold antique, um, like antiques and vintage stuff as well. So um, that's where the cash came from. Lots and lots of yard sales. But... I knew that I was going to have to learn it on my own and I ended up, I was saving up for Nashville as soon as I decided I wanted to move there when I was like 16 or 17 and it was hard because it was just babysitting money for the most part. Um, I worked at a pizza shop when I was 16, but all of that money went to paying my cell phone bill. Um, I had to buy my own groceries. I had to, I mean, honestly, like your senior year is so expensive, like, prom dresses and tickets to homecoming and all and yearbooks and like just stuff like that like a little part-time paycheck gets eaten up really quickly um and I had to like contribute to rent which in retrospect now that I'm thinking about it it's kind of fucked up because my mom's disability paid for rent but I had to pay her for rent and that, like li I literally am just not putting together how problematic that is anyways shout out mom um but my parents didn't have a great relationship with money, and I wanted to break that cycle. So part of me moving to Nashville was I graduated early so that I could work full-time for a couple months before moving, and then I could walk with my class still, but I could take that, like, you know, second half of the school year to, um, to work full-time because I was 18 and I was allowed to. But I needed, like, one math credit. And basically like a full semester, so there's two semesters, four quarters, a full semester of a math class was uh, two credits. And those were like what your, your like standard like algebra or trigonometry or geometry would be. And then there was like 
electives that were one credit per quarter. And there was only one math elective and it was financial planning. And so since I only needed one math credit for whatever reason, I don't even know how that, I don't know how that math worked out that I had taken another quarter long math class, but I signed up for this and it was like an entirely online class. And our teacher was like basically like a study hall teacher. He was super nice, but like always kind of like a little spacey. Um, I mean, he would just, like, let me go work outside, like, just sit outside and do the class and stuff. Like, I mean, it probably wasn't, like, a great choice, but I learned so much in that class, and now I'm like, why isn't that required? Like, so many of my friends didn't even know that that was offered by our school. The only reason I knew it is because I only needed one quarter of math, and I didn't want to take a full semester because I hated math, but then I was like, wait a second, when you're making money, math is fun. This is exciting. (laughs) So I jumped into the world of finance and learned a lot, which I'm about to share with you. So we started like in this class with a very basic explanation of the stock market. And it was like, like a cartoon online class program, but... I think an online class for that is really smart because you can go back and you have to like type in the answers as you go and prove you know it. And so I internalized things really, really well from that class. And we learned about the stock market and we learned about credit and, you know, TransUnion, Experian, FICO, all these things that I'd never heard of before because, you know, my parents didn't have credit cards. (laughs) And I was about to turn 18 and I really needed to know these things. And now I'm like, how the fuck would I have pulled this off? if I didn't take this class. And I also was learning about crypto at the same time, which this is my most devastating financial casualty of all time. And I think I've told this story before, but when I was, um, when I was 18, I needed a fake ID because I couldn't go to any other concerts I wanted to go to in my hometown. And also I wanted to get wasted at both Feenies, um, <laughs> in the old port in Portland. And, um, I I was dating an older guy, so I like really felt like I needed a fake ID. And I was looking up online because there used to be this website called ID Chief, and you could just order like you'd get a two pack of IDs because they're presuming one would get taken by a bouncer um, from China, and it would have your face on it and whatever. But that got closed down, so I was like, only the kids in the class before me still had ID Chief IDs. Like nobody in my class had them, and I looked up other ways to do it. And then I found this thing called the Silk Road, which is um, literally the black market. So um, just like you could buy fake IDs on there, you could also buy fake birth certificates, fake social security cards, black tar heroin, body parts. It was not (sighs) like when I when I hear parents bitching at school board meetings, I'm like, you don't need to be afraid of critical race theory. You need to be afraid of your kid Googling, how do I buy a fake ID on the Internet? And then winding up on the fucking Silk Road. Like, (laughs) anyway, so I figured out how to buy crypto because that was the only way you could pay on the Silk Road. And you also had to, like, download this um, browser called Tor, which is, like, how you access the deep web, dark web. Um, And so I figured out how to buy Bitcoin, and I bought 10 of them at $7.50 a piece. This was 2012. And I didn't keep fucking any of them and if I had at the height of bitcoin's value it's like at like 30 something thousand right now but at the height of its value it went up to like 60,000 65,000 and I could have been a millionaire if I kept all of them or if I kept one of them like if I just invested another 75 fucking dollars like 
that's the thing about a 17, 18 year old is like, I was smart enough to figure out how to buy crypto because I wanted a fake ID, but I was not smart enough to know that I should have hung on to like maybe one, maybe, maybe just one. Like I still hate myself for that. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I was learning a lot about finances. And that's the thing about cryptocurrency as well. It's like I've been talking to um, some older people who have questions about it. And they've, these are like millionaires who have tons of investment properties and real estate and, um, other forms of, you know, like silver, gold, whatever, but they don't know about crypto and it's overwhelming. Cause like, but for me, the second I was starting to think about credit cards, I was also thinking about crypto. So it's like, I understand it, but it, it's also so overwhelming if you like did not grow up knowing crypto existed. So, um, that's also a side hustle, but I'm a little overwhelmed by crypto. I have a, I have a diverse portfolio, but, um, none of it, I haven't invested like enough to like really make a lot of money. But the best thing I did was buy Ethereum and Bitcoin back in like 2017. And then I bought some Shiba Inu in 2021, like early 2021. So those have been good, but I'm also scared to sell them because of what happened with the Bitcoin. So I'm like, no matter like how much and now it's going down so it's like I don't know that's a scary that's a scary industry that freaks me out but um so I learned was learning about that but then I also learned about like very basic you know like credit cards and stuff and your credit score and how you have TransUnion and Experian and FICO and I learned about this thing called secured cards and if you are trying to build your credit and you don't have a credit card yet this is the best advice I can give you and I know that I said that this is advice coming from an unqualified person but like please listen to me especially if you're like in college and you're 19 and you don't have any credit cards of your own and also um I had to tell Sam this the other day 
or like a couple months ago, um, because he had a copy of one of his parents' credit cards, which a lot of parents do. And like, I have, um, credit cards that my, my team can use as well. Like you can put other people's name on your credit card and just copy the credit card. But he thought that was building his credit, but it wasn't because he wasn't on it. His name was just on the card. And he was like, oh shit. And his sister was like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, guys. <laughs> like, But it, it does seem like you would be earning, like you're like building your credit from that, but you're not. So if that's your case as well, please listen. There's this thing called secured cards. I don't know. I like don't know why we don't talk about them more often. They are like, it was the first thing I did when I turned 18 is I signed up for a secured card, which I found out about through this financial planning app and, um, or class. And it's basically like you put down $150. I used capital one. Um, and that's what Sam used to. And like, they're, they're pretty great. I think as far as this goes, but you put down $150 on your secured card and you have a $150 limit. So it's basically a cash card, right? Like you put down $150, but if you use that card frequently, cause you want to use your credit cards, you don't want to like let them sit there. The best thing you can do is put like your cell phone bill on there and put your Netflix and Hulu and all these things that come out automatically, put them on there and then have it set to auto pay so that it comes out and then immediately gets paid from your debit account, which like anything you have linked to auto pay from your debit account, switch it to your credit card and then set that up for auto pay. So it's just adding one more auto pay step. But then when you pay that off every month, it's like, oh, she's using this credit card. She's paying it off. That looks like a responsible, like, you know, person we're lending to, whatever. So you have your secured, secured card for a few months. Um, you do that. I mean, it's not very difficult to not let $150 go out, get out of control. And don't, like, don't use it for anything in those few months except, like, consciously building your credit. So then they'll be like, oh, hey, like after a couple months, they're like, you've been like a really responsible like person. We should, um, we're going to make this not a secured card and we're going to grant you a $4,000 limit, which is really great. Cause like when you're booking airplane tickets or something like that, like those are the kind of things you want to put on credit cards and then pay them off after. And those are the kind of things you want to do. Like for, for me, if I'm like playing a show, I put a lot of stuff on a credit card. Cause if the show falls through, like I don't want that to be, I don't want to be waiting for that cash to come back and whatever. Um, I don't want it coming out of my account, like my actual cash money. And so like from there, like Sam was building really, really great credit from that. And that's what I did as well. And when I was 18 and so shortly after that, I applied for a discover card and now, um, that, that limit on that discover card is almost $20,000 because, I started so early and you get like a huge boost on your credit when you hit like five years of an account and 10 years of an account, which is why you don't want to start closing credit cards, especially your earliest one. Like that earliest credit card that I had was like, so when I turned 28 this summer, like I'll get a huge boost because that'll officially be 10 years of me having that credit card. And like you get a huge boost there as well. So you don't want to close your earliest account. I still have that secured card. The APR rates aren't great, so I don't use it very often, but it's like, it's really great. And, um, you get like, you can also get pre-approved for another capital one card and just like not do anything with the other one and like use that and have a good relationship with, with them and 
don't miss any of your payments. And also, if you do miss some of your payments, like you miss like one, you can call them and explain it and they like will they'll fix it. They don't like that I don't think people know that. Like if you miss a payment or you're really, really late, you can just call them and also right now you can be like, Hey, COVID and they're like, Okay, cool. So it's not it's it's pretty um it's easier than it seems. And I'm really bad at math. Like I'm like super fucking bad at math. But because of starting that credit card, like I am now 27 and my credit score is like in the high 600s, which is really good for my age. And I have almost 10 years of credit history. And so it makes me look like a really, really good candidate for loans. And like right now I'm getting a new car loan. So that's been amazing. And I just like, thank you so much, 16 17, 18 year old Kaylee for learning about this shit and for preparing me at 27 because like I, if I needed to get approved for a loan, I can't call my parents. So if you're in that position as well, you should be building credit from 18 on no matter what. But I could like, if I had enough of a down payment, like I could buy a house pretty easily right now. And that's difficult if you don't start building credit early. So the next like piece of advice that I'm like, okay, this is actually really good, <laughs> educated, informed advice is um, having a side hustle. And I'd sold on Poshmark a lot when I was moving to Nashville and saving up money. And like I thrift a lot. Um, most of my clothes are secondhand and sometimes they'll be from like consignment stores or like Buffalo Exchange, but sometimes they're from Goodwill or Thrift Smart. And I love the thrill of the chase. Um, I also like Thrifting on Poshmark and thrifting on Vinted.com, like that's still thrifting. And Vinted has like thrift store prices. So you're still buying secondhand. You're still saving clothes from landfills. I'm really passionate about that. I found so much cooler shit at secondhand shops, um, things that other people don't have, things that I can rework. Like right now I'm looking at a pair of these pants that I had that are like these white bell bottoms, but I dyed them a light green and I'm currently bedazzling them with butterflies on them to sell. And I'm really excited about that. And then I also have these, um, Harley Davidson jeans that I got for $5 and they were super cool. And I was just going to resell them like that, but there was a stain like, not like in the crotch, but there was a stain near it that I was like, oh no, I'm not going to sell it with that on there. Like you couldn't see it from the outside, but from the inside. And I was like, I don't like that, but it's still really cool vintage Harley Davidson jeans. So what I did was I cut off like right above the stain and I turned it into a mini skirt and then I bedazzled the pockets and I put like an orange H and an orange D like next to each other on the bottom left of the skirt. And now I'm going to outline that in um, rhinestones and I'm super pumped. And so like flipping things is really, really great. And you can like earn a lot from that because people know that you can like earn for like, they know the amount of time that goes into that. So they really want you to do like they, they'll pay more for it, but also um, you can just resell things and like after you clean them up because I'll find some really great pieces at thrift stores. Like I found this, um, hundred percent silk BB dress from the early two thousands. That's absolutely gorgeous, but it had these like stains on it that wouldn't come out on the sleeves. And you can only do so much with silk before you're just like abusing the fabric. So I just cut the sleeves at the seam and then just shorten them by like just moving them up past where the stain was and then re-sewing them on. And then there was like a couple other like 
scuffs. Like that's what it looked like. It looks like they'd like scuffed it on something um, that wouldn't come out. So I just dyed it pink and now it's like the coolest dress ever. And I'll be able to resell that. Um, but for the most part with things that I resell, I like, I, I clean them. I stain remove. There's almost always like at least some like little tiny stain on something. Um, I have a D pillar that I got for $5 that takes all the pills off. So like for old sweaters, it's amazing. Um, or I'll just like, I do like intense repairs as well. So I have this pair of Gucci horse bit, um, sandals that resell like used for like, $400 sometimes. And I got them for 40 because they were like totally falling apart, but I did some wood polish on them. And then I did like a suede brush. Suede brushes are amazing. I got all the marks out of that. And then I like the two layers of suede were coming apart. So I literally hot glued them (laughs) and it's not, it's not janky. Like it's actually like a very good repair that I'm proud of. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Also just saving them from a landfill because people like you throw things away when they fall apart and trying to find a way to repurpose them. Even if like you have like a bunch of old t-shirts that you are throwing away, like cut them into rags and use them, use them for rags. Like that's a really great way to like repurpose stuff and also just save money on buying rags because like why buy something you're just going to cover in junk, you know? Um, but that's always been a fun side hustle for me and like Basically, the reason I got started back on Depop was I was talking to you, my boyfriend, Sam, and I was complaining about how I didn't have any money because um, a publishing deal is not enough to live off of. It pays rent and that's it. So everything else I have to figure out and I'm not touring right now. So it's like, I was like, I need to figure something out or else I'm just going to like spend my savings and be fucked. And this was before I decided to move to LA. So like, thank God I set myself up where I can like 
pull this off kind of, <laughs> but, um, I, he was ta- I was talking to him about that and he was like, well, you know, I saw this thing on Instagram where this guy said, you have $5,000 worth of things in your house that you can sell. Like you a hundred percent do like there's things you don't use and people want them. And I've been surprised on eBay what people will buy. So that's a good place to put stuff that you like think might be junk, but like look up those items on eBay, see what they're selling for. If you can even make $20, it's worth the time it takes to list it. Like I try to think of everything like, am I making $20 or more an hour doing this? And if it's less and I'm like, okay, I need to like not put the effort into this particular piece because it won't, it's not going to like pay itself off both on the cost of the item and then um, on the time it takes to like restore it. So I really do that mostly with like high ticket things, but there's some random stuff that people want. There's some random fucking stuff. And um, eBay is a great place to start, but eBay is like really confusing. Like it's like Facebook or it's so user unfriendly. I hate it. If I hadn't just like sold something for a ton of money on there, I would not be using it. But it was very instant gratification. So I'm like, fine, eBay, I'll keep using you. But also like, I mean, clothing on Poshmark and Depop is amazing. And I'd use Poshmark for a while, but Sam was like, you should delete all the iPhone games off your phone that you play obsessively and you should put that energy towards something. And so now my iPhone game is Depop (laughs) and you are constantly interacting with people and sharing things and liking items and it's very fun. I mean, it's time consuming, but I don't play games on my iPhone anymore. I read books and I sell on Depop and those are way better uses of my time and are still like stimulating. So that's been huge. But if you just like, you can make a lot more off a piece too, even if it's just like a pair of like Zara jeans, if you clean them and you take nice photos of them, because I'll buy stuff on there that people just do not. They just throw up a wrinkled picture and they'll be like, there's a massive stain on here. It might come out, might not. And there's a hole in the left sleeve. And so they're selling it for like $3. And so I'll buy that. I'll get the stain out. I'll sew up the sleeve. I might even dye it. I might bedazzle it. I might do whatever. But I save that piece from the landfill and resell it. And people are paying like a lot for vintage clothing on Depop because like, and I'll pay like, I bought a pair of like $75 jeans on there the other day because I was never going to find those in a thrift store. They were like these fucking amazing vintage pink tie-dye Miss 60 flare low-rise jeans from like the early 2000s and I love them and I just wasn't going to come across those in the wild and if I did they might be in rough condition and I was like somebody like put a lot of time and effort into cleaning these up they're in brand new condition they're 20 years old and I want them so people even me knowing like the deal that person probably got when they found those jeans thrifting like I don't care Cause I got something really cool that I wanted and I didn't have to like hunt for it. So if you're looking for something specific, like, you know, and I've paid $75 or close to $75 for jeans at Zara. And also Zara is really bad for the environment. Like I kind of get peeved when my friends who are like holier than thou on like the whole vegan thing, but then they like only shop at Zara. I'm like, guys, Mm, yeah, you're ruining the environment in other ways. It doesn't matter if you drive a Prius. Like, your entire wardrobe is from Zara, and you, like, just get rid of it, after, like, every three months. Like, you're, yeah. The ozone layer is pissed at you. And so, like, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but the biggest thing I would recommend is, like, whatever you're selling, just, like, take a little bit of time to, like, clean it up. Um, 
there's so many, like the tools I use to fix things are really not that expensive. Um, get like a, you can get a suede brush and an OxyClean stick and a D pillar and you can get all these things, um, on Amazon or at Walmart or whatever for like $5 and they go a very long way. Like these Gucci shoes, I'm not sure if I'll get $400 for them, but I'm probably going to get a good bit. And the, I should because I put so much energy into saving those shoes, but they're going to make somebody really happy. And I'm going to sell them below listing price because I'm like, I got a deal on these. You should get a deal on these too. Cause either way I'm going to profit, but, um, there's a lot of things you can do. And I think that reselling is, is huge. It's great for the environment you're giving. And even if it's something that you've loved that you've worn and you don't use anymore, like I'm so much happier knowing that it's going to a good place and like somebody's going to love it the way that I loved it, even though I don't wear it anymore. And there's just something really beautiful about that. So that's um, financial advice from an idiot with Kaylee Shore. But uh, I think the biggest takeaways that I want you to think about from this, if if they apply to you, is reselling clothes and a secured card. Like a fucking secured card if you don't have a credit card yet. Like go do that today. It's $150, but you immediately get that $150 back. So you're using it on your credit card. You have to pay it off, but like, you're putting down $150 to get $150. And then you get your um, you get your deposit back when they upgrade you from a secured card to a regular card, which is only a few months. So it's like really money in and money back. And I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. I'm going to go try to figure out how to buy a car now because mine, rest her soul, um, died in the garbage truck incident. So <laughs> lots more money. Maybe I'll keep you guys updated on that if I uh, figure out any tips for the car buying process next week. All right, I'll see you guys then. But don't go asking questions that you don't want answers to. I've got too much to say. Now tell it all to you. Yeah. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.